there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Well, there were no Halloween howlers for the big two at the weekend. Rangers to the four against Aberdeen on Saturday. Ajax, Champions League tomorrow night. Celtic were jumping for Jota. He's back. He scored three-goal victory against Livingston. So no change at the top. Barry, you demanded a win with style from Rangers. You got it. You're looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, look, really looking forward to it after the, the performance on Saturday. Look, they needed that for many reasons. Obviously, dropping points against Livingston, another heavy defeat in Naples. Um, but I, I thought Rangers were really aggressive they were on the front foot they played some really good stuff and to be honest with you they blew Aberdeen away so hopefully that will give them confidence going into tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow night's game against Ajax we all know it's going to be tough because they're a very good team but if they put that sort of performance on I think they'll have a chance of, of taking if not a point three points out of the game and we're building up to the big Euro night during our programme tonight Peter for Celtic no change at the top then Celt- uh, Celt- Rangers narrowed the gap on Saturday Celtic fought back big time happy with the performance on Sunday yeah it's a very difficult place to go for Celtic but I've watched their last two performances there and I think they've been excellent I think they've moved the ball quicker they've passed it forward a lot quicker there have not been as many square passes and I think that's helped them against Livingston because you know they're dogged they'll come after you they'll try and press you but I thought Celtic big players all stood up. I thought it was led for the front. We, again, you say talk about defending. I thought Kyogo was putting them under pressure all the time, some smashing goals. And I thought Greg Taylor was outstanding again. Jota, back. Big news, five games missing, but he's back. Too soon for Real Madrid or maybe a cameo appearance? No, I think the manager wanted him to get some game time in his legs. There's no other way you can do that. For me, personally, I would start him and bring him off more than make him as a substitute, to be perfectly honest with you, because I think... The Real Madrid one will take care of itself. The result-wise, whatever you obviously you want a performance, you're hoping you're going to get a, some sort of scoreline. But it's all about what comes after that is the most important thing. All the league games you're getting into a, a World Cup when it closes down that as well. So he's not got a lot of time to get games in. So I would definitely try and start him. Plenty to talk about. You can call us 0808 17 17 700. Paddy Ferguson, Peter Grant, Paul Cooney. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Elsewhere the weekend, a win for Motherwell and they needed it 1-0 at Dundee United. Hibbs a big win against St Mirren 3-0. St Johnson a win over Kilmarnock. One goal victory. And the other game yesterday, Ross County won Hart to some of the headlines today Barry so Ben Davies uh, he missed training today for Rangers and John Lundstrom didn't train either although we know he's suspended for tomorrow night so a worry for Rangers yeah he came off at half time um, in terms of Ben Davies I, I've been really impressed mm-hmm. with, with him um, it took him a bit of time to get up to speed but since he's been in the team um, I think he brings real balance to the Rangers defence um, he looks if he's a real good football player so yep that will be if he's going to be missing that'll be a big miss um, but if he's going to be out I would suspect that Sands would go in and, and play at centre half alongside young Leon King but I thought James Sands he played central midfield in that anchor role and he was excellent 
He was excellent yeah. on Saturday against Aberdeen, certainly in the first half. Then when Ben Davies went off, he obviously went back to centre back. He's come in for a bit of criticism, James Sands, at times, but to me, I, I thought in the first half, he was one of Rangers' best players. And Cholak, much has been said about him, top scorer, and he's had a call-up for the preliminary call-up for the Croatian World Cup squad. Yeah, well, he knows by the back of the net. Yeah. But one thing you give him, um, you supply him inside the box, he, he's every chance he, he scores. And outside it, he, he doesn't really get involved too much, but he wants balls in the box. And when you put them in the box, nine times out of ten, Paul, he, he scores and they come up with another goal. And sadly, I think that's 14 goals now since he's arrived. So it's a, it's a brilliant return. Good news ahead of tomorrow for them. And Morales came on and uh, he scored, Peter. He got a goal, almost got a couple. Um, what did you feel about his return? He gets his two, he yep. gets his chances. I don't think anybody's ever questioned that, Paul. Yep. You know, when he gets opportunities, you get a chance of finishing them. I thought he should have scored the goal, obviously, in Naples last week. A big, big mm -hmm. chance for him. And who knows what would have happened in that particular game, at that particular time of the game. But I think Kolak deserves his position in the team. He's a number one striker for me, for Rangers. There's absolutely no doubt of that. Um I think he's got a great desire to score. I think that's the big thing, you know, he works really, really hard for the team, but he always seems to be between the sticks when the ball comes in. And that, that's a great trait as a striker. He's not just hanging about Barry, he doesn't join in much, but when anything comes in, you'll see he's in between the posts. So he can finish off the first-time balls. And as a striker, you only maybe get one touch in the box and he's always in a position that he can put the ball in the back. And I've been really impressed with him. And it'd be great, again, for Scottish football. It'd be great for Rangers. If with somebody else going to the World Cup, it'd be fantastic. Still the number one striker, Barry? Yeah, at this moment in time, yeah. I think he is. Um, he's got a real hunger to get in that box. You see, when it goes wide, his first thought is, how quick can I arrive into that, that box? And that, that for me, is a, a hungry striker, desperate to score goals. And for me, at this moment in time, he is the, the number one striker at Rangers. Is he going to catch uh, Cholak? 14 goals? Will Morales catch Cholak, do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. He needs to start playing yeah. before, he, <laughs> before he, he, he catches Cholak. Um, look, he came on and at least he, he showed a, a, a decent attitude. Um, I thought he, he was pretty poor against Napoli, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a, a huge fan of him. Um, but at this moment in time Sholak's the, the man who's putting the ball in the back of the net and Morelos needs to clearly work um, even harder to try and get into that starting 11 Here's the manager speaking after Rangers win Aberdeen scored first as you probably know but 4-1 at the end for Rangers Well I mean, I mean of course you know if you are uh, drop points last week at home against Livingston and, and, and lose away against Napoli in Champions League you need to you need to recover uh, and that's the best way to do it is with a performance like uh, like today well, very pleased. I mean, it was a big game for us, you know, of, of, of the loss on, uh, on Wednesday. But I think we played really well today. I'm really satisfied the way we, uh, our, our intentions on the pitch. Even with one goal behind, we, we, we kept, you know, our, our, our spirit and our momentum and, and scored a lot of goals today and could have been even more. Rangers fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And tomorrow night, are you going to take points? You need to get points in the Champions League. Could it be a draw? Could you win against the Ajax? I see Calvin Bassey criticised again. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, across the city, will Celtic travel to West Lothian and a big win for them? At what was their bogey ground, but I think they've maybe buried that now. Here's the manager speaking after the three-goal win. It always helps, but I think that performance beyond that was more important. You know, we, we stayed disciplined. As I said, it can be a difficult game here, but um, yeah, I thought we were well on top. We, you know, they only had a, really a couple of sort of attempts at goal against us, and um, you know, we kept creating chances. Yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, 
you know, a real sort of uh, strong performance. So we all know it's a difficult place to come. They they make it really difficult for you with the way they play and how they work and you know, obviously the surface as well. But um, yeah, I think our boys handled it really well and we scored three, probably could add a few more, but really pleased with the way we went about it and uh, the performance. Looking good for him, Peter, overall? Yes, I think a lot of people when carried on, we saw it going to a stadium like Livingston, you know, and say, oh, it's a real tough place to go. It becomes as tough as you want it to be. Celtic have got better players, let's not kid ourselves. They've got better players, you've got to play the circumstances. I felt at times prior, they've always tried to be nice and pass the ball square too many times. And sometimes you've got to mix the game up. It doesn't matter what way you play. You've got to look forward and pass forward, make the opposition defend. And once you bypass them, get them. Because you know they're going to be good in their set plays. That's what they look for. You know, nobody's a handful up front no matter who you play. He's as strong as an ox, but very good feet. You know, so you try and stop the service getting into him. But I think psychologically we've spoken about it many times psychologically players are thinking well we're going to Livingston so it's already in their head they're yeah. beaten you know and you've, you've got to get rid of that you know because listen they're going to Livingston Celtic have much better players and that is no disrespect to Livingston whatsoever that's fact they're going to make it really tough every team makes it tough mm. for you Barry played in a hell of a lot of games you had to earn that right to win games of football and that's never changed whether you're at home or away you've got to earn that right and if you don't work hard on the opposition you don't make them defend you don't put balls in the box it's going to be a tough day for you and I think they've got to get away from that and I think over the last two games I've seen them live the games and I think Celtic have done that much much better with not so many passes across the back square allowing Livingston to come and press and put you under pressure and give silly free kicks away in dangerous areas Barry. Yeah, every away game in the Premier League is diffi uh, difficult. Uh, it's how you club. approach it. Yeah. If you approach it thinking, oh, this is going to be a hard day or whatever, you've got to respect who you're coming up against. Look, David Martindale's Livingston a well-drilled unit, but I, I just thought Celtic for the first minute were in control of it. They moved the ball quickly. They moved Livingston about to create the, the spaces and once Kyogo scored that first goal, there, there was never any real danger Celtic losing the game um, Livingston had a couple of half chances but I thought throughout the full 90 minutes Celtic were in control of the situation Greg Taylor maybe man of the match and he scored again here's his manager I don't tell him not to score put it that way so yeah no the instructions are if you're around there have a, have a shot but he's you know he's hit a couple of good strikes today look the way we play our fullbacks get into good positions you know it's part of sort of the way we want to play that we're going to have multiple threats and uh you know, with our fullback position, sometimes they find themselves in that sort of situation. And, uh, you know, I think both him and Tony did that today. Two goals in a week for him. The manager is good the way he answers these things, isn't he? He was asked about, oh, you've been encouraging him to, to score. And he says, well, I don't tell my players not to score. <laughs> no, but he's right. But as I said to you last week, he scored a fantastic goal for us against Brazil in that particular game. So he's got yeah. that in his locker. He's got really good technique. You know, so he's finding himself in it. And it's interesting, you see him up for uh, corners. You would never think anything like that but they've still somebody's got to mark him and he finds himself in good positions a few times you know from corners because people don't expect him to be the biggest but one of the biggest has got to pick him up so I lose someone else so tactically the manager tries different things he's right they get into different areas further up the pitch but then on the opposite side we always say well that's probably one of their weaknesses because it leaves the centre backs vulnerable but it doesn't allow the opposition out against the bigger teams as we talk about in Europe sometimes it's caught us out a little bit but there's no doubt about Greg's technique, but there's somebody does does he deserves all that with the work ethic he puts in week in, week out. The one thing, even through the tough times, and we talked about that before, playing for a Celtic or Rangers, you have to have something different. 
And the wee fella, to be fair to him, he's shown that in an abundance. You know, he's he's come in there, even during the criticism, he's tried to put in fantastic performance. And I think there's no doubt he's the number one left back, even though Barabi's come in in the last few games, he's done well as well. Barry had a theory on Friday night on the show that if it stays dry, that might help Livingston. But it poured the first yeah. half. Yeah, but if you play in Arsutuff, you don't want it to be bone dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I know you mean, but a, yeah. a bit of rain, yeah. that makes it slick. Yeah. And I'm sure that help Celtic in terms of the way they want sure. to move the yeah. move the ball but listen you know you're coming up again. you know yeah. you're going to an arse tough mm. so I would suspect the Thursday uh, or sorry the Friday and the Saturday leading up to that game Celtic would have trained on the, the arse tough because I've been you, there before Abba, you know yourself I've went to some grass pitches and I'm telling you in the championship with Aloha I went to some grass pitches were horrendous I mean horrendous and anybody that said they wouldn't have preferred to have played in Aloha's pitch because they're a good arse tough but anybody it was just an excuse for me because their grass pitch was atrocious you know was so yeah. oh yeah. yeah and I've seen somebody listen yeah. look at St Johnson what well, was it last year now it looks good now but yeah. St Johnson last year was ridiculous sure. you know not really playing football on so sometimes we've got and that's what I'm talking about psychologically yeah. you can sure. get any players heads or oh, we're going to come out or oh, we're going to Livingston it's AstroTurf it's not the same but we know it's not the same it becomes an excuse absolutely You've got to get rid of the excuses because it comes into the players' mind and then they use it as an excuse. Right. We know it's a bit, bit different. But let me tell you, a lot of players like playing on it because if you tell them, oh, we're playing five, and say, oh, brilliant, we're on the Astro and whatever, mm. great, fantastic. We know for injuries and that, wise people have always spoken about, but it's never really been proven. You know, that brings X, Y, and Z amount of injuries. But some of the grass pitches, I've no complaints, people are complaining about the Astro, but make sure then the grass pitches are up to the standard that people talk about. Peter Grant has spoken, he's not having it. No excuses. You're scary in Halloween. <laughs> Is that just my face? <laughs> oh, I'm not having Astro tough in the Premier League. No, no, it shouldn't it's be. Quite be grass, of course. But, but it's there I, I, again. Yeah. Look, you know, know. Yeah. players have played there. They yeah. know what they're coming up against. When you go to um, Livingston yeah. or, or Kilmarnock, you just need to deal with it. Ideally, you would hope in that day you're playing. It's there's going to be a bit of rain, <laughs> so yeah. it makes it a bit obviously slicker. Um, but listen, you've got to deal with the obstacles yeah. that are in front of you. Let's see what the manager says about Jota, who came on and scored. Yeah, great for him. It's been a bit disappointed he missed the last few games because obviously he knew how important they were and he was going well. He you know, had a great start to the season. But yeah, great to have him back. We've still got four games uh, <clears throat> between now and the break. And then, you know, with the break, him getting back to full full sort of fitness and speed, um, yeah, it'll be great for us. And Barry David Martindale afterwards, you know, he talked about his team. But he also said, look at the gulf between ourselves and Celtic and Rangers. It's massive. And it reminded me a bit of uh, Giovanni Van Bronker saying about the difference between Rangers and the Champions League in terms of, you know, you might need over 100 million to get to that level. But there's such a gulf, isn't there, between Celtic, Rangers Yeah, I, I think the there's a ten. massive gap, Paul. I, I said that um, a few months back. I think it's the, the biggest in a long time. Mm. Um, there's always going to be surprise results, like Celtic going to St Martin and obviously yeah. Livingston going to Ibrox last week. Um, but you could see the gulf in class watching both the old fun play at the weekend Celtic uh, sorry Rangers against Aberdeen and obviously Celtic against Livingston in the Sunday you, you could see there was there was um, levels above but then again that's what's happening in the Champions League yeah. people are criticising both Rangers and Celtic but with the budgets that Rangers and Celtic have got then you go to the Champions League teams they're playing against they're three four times um, the old fun budget it's the same in England it's getting that yeah, way as well. Yeah. If you're not in that top five or six now, you can near enough name them, and it's all the ones with the finance are all going there. Newcastle were what third bottom last year when yeah. all yeah. of a sudden top four, top four, yeah. because financially. But 
to be fair to them, they've spent wisely. They've got, and you can see good coaching in their players because Almiron, who everybody was sort of making a laughing stock of, but that's what Barry, man. different man. But because they have that belief for the manager, you know, the manager maybe coaching certain things in his game and certain aspects of his game. So that all comes into play. So what David Martindale will not try to do is to say, well, what can we do to stop Celtic winning? And they work really, really hard at that. Which is, and that's what exactly what the point I'm trying to make is, because there is a golf when it comes to the class of the players. There is absolutely no getting away from that. And that's fact, and that's financially. Because I'm sure David Martindale would know, oh, Jota's a good player, Kyogo's a good player, of course. Yeah. That's who I would like my team. Of course it is. So they've got to find a way to try and win or upset you and make it difficult for you. And they've done that tremendously. They've done an unbelievable job there. An unbelievable job. And that's why you've got to give them credit. But look, you go back a few weeks ago, Barry's talking about Aberdeen against Rangers. Look at Hibs against Celtic. 6-1, could have been 10, you know, and maybe even more. And they were third in the league at the time on an unbelievable run. So it's okay say, uh, Johnson coming out and saying, well, I think they're told in the room that when they come out of the room that it's, you, know, you can't beat Celtic, you can't beat Rangers. Yeah. That's fact. If you've got better players nine times out of ten, that's what's going to happen because some teams have went 20 years without beating Celtic or Rangers now. Yeah, I, I just look at David Martindale's team. See, for instance, last week at Ibrooks, if they come and they, they play a 4-4-2 and they play wide open, I think yeah. there's only going to be one outcome, sure. but he had clearly coached them the full week and I thought they're set up against Rangers yet Rangers had chances but Livingston limited them to the chances because they were doubling up in the wide areas there was the, the, the midfield were anchored brilliantly the, the, the back three the three centre halves there was no spaces in between and that's what you've got to do at times you know what I mean when you've not got the biggest of budgets yep. you've got to bring in players that are not going to cost a lot of money but you've got to spend a bit of time with them and coach them on the training field and that's exactly uh, what Livingston done last week different on Sunday they just couldn't get going sure. but I think that's down to Celtic being um, on on top of their game and on Saturday that's what Aberdeen didn't do yeah look, Rangers blew them away a lot of people can say Aberdeen were poor they were poor but um, Rangers blew them away I, I expected more from Aberdeen mm -hmm. if I'm being honest with you um, they had a few good results there was a lot of talk they'll come down and they'll open up but I can tell even when I know it's been light at Rangers, for instance, back to last weekend again against Livingston. Yeah. They go a goal down and then you're worried. I didn't feel that on Saturday because of the way that Rangers had started and I actually kicked Rangers on, which was um, good to see. Who impressed you most then for Rangers? Because on feel, this show, the, you, you, know what? you demanded a big win. There wasn't the one that I thought as a group, they all individually and collectively, they were, they were on top of their game and that's what they needed. Listen, there was a bit of pressure. I think Gio knew that. I don't think his team talk would have been more than a couple of minutes because um, they knew it was um, what had to happen. And I said it's not just about the three points; they had to put a performance on, and certainly that's that's their best performance in in a long while. A couple of names, Sakala, impress you? Yeah, he done really well. Listen, he's he's one of the ones where you don't know. I don't, sometimes I don't think he knows what he's doing, <laughs> but he's got yeah. he's got clear, genuine pace and. If you allow him space, just knock the ball past, and he was really direct. And he showed um, he showed good qualities. Show like with his goal, I mentioned James Sands. Lindstrom looked to me if he was back. Young Leon King was outstanding. Look, there was there was not one um, player that was off it on Saturday, and that's what was needed. Peter Yomas took a knock after having a good start the Pulled past couple of weeks. Yeah, it was his hamstring. So, it was a hamstring. Yep. yep. So they'll miss him. Yeah, and it's, it's a blow for the kid because we said the other week there we needed to start seeing him playing. 
you know, because when was he going to play? And you think the European game, he'd done himself justice, he'd a wee shaky moments, but you're always going to expect, and plus everybody's watching to see what he's like, you know, so every mistake he made, everybody highlighted it, you know, but to be fair to him, I thought he showed a wee bit about him as if giving me the ball, tried to do his defending properly, mm -hmm. and it's just a bit unfortunate, unfortunate because of the probably lack of games, maybe that's where he ends up getting a hamstring injury, yep. because of the lack of games, because you can't make up for that with as much training as you do, the games are games. completely different. Yeah, it, he started really well against yeah. Aberdeen. He looked really. But you know what I like about him. He's positive. He wants to break forward. He, his first thought when he gets the ball is, can I fire into a midfielder or a forward? Can I go and make that overlap? Well, that's what I thought, Barry. At the start, when we brought Ben Davison, that's why I thought he'd go to a back three, because the everybody when he spoke about him, he wasn't the greatest one v one defender as a left back. So I thought when Davis comes in, you John Suter if he was fit. You know, you'd goals and so you thought, oh, there's a back three going in there. Yilmaz is going to play left wing back, and it'd have probably. Tarani on the other side you think there's an attacking play with two strikers all these things that gives you the option and that's what I feel for the manager because he's never had the options you know and I, I was pleased for him on Saturday you know I think Jim Goodwin is a fantastic my manager in the respect to that but I think on Saturday the one thing you, you, you don't poke the bear and I thought he'd done that before <laughs> the, the game you know when he started saying we're going down there and they're nervous and all that and saying it's no psychological of course it is yeah. but as I say, sometimes you've got to be careful. Like you've got to have the right players to go down and say that with, and I didn't think Aberdeen were the right players for that. Quick break, and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Peter Grant, Paul Cooney, and Barry Ferguson. I think they're both pretty happy because they're the big two won at the weekend ahead of our Euro Nights tomorrow night. We'll be at the Radisson Red for our special programme Ajax in town against Rangers and then the following evening so we're on 6 till 8 tomorrow evening and then the following evening we're on 4 until 6 is Celtic against who is it again? Real Madrid yeah Barry looking forward <laughs> to it big time tomorrow now Rangers need to take something from it yeah they need to get a bit of pride back you don't want to finish the, the group stage with zero points yeah. on, on the board um, so that that's a motivation in its own um, so I'm sure they've got to take a lot of confidence I know it's only one game but that, that's they look back to their, their best and I've seen a real aggression about them which mm -hmm. I liked which I think has been missing over the last couple of weeks yep good football but it looked to me if they were desperate to get in the faces of Aberdeen and, and make it a, a long hard day for them and, and hopefully they can take it into the, the Ajax game and um, get the point or the, the three points um, that's needed because Ajax ain't in the best of form nope. I know they had a rest weekend, the, yep. the Dutch FA allowed them to, to take the weekend off. Um, so it's going to be a tough game, they've got good quality but Rangers are at home, they've got to take the game to Ajax and if they do that and if they play like they did on Saturday, they've got every chance of winning it. Let's go on the phone lines then and it's a happy Halloween to Regan, we've not spoken to you for ages. Regan, good evening. Oh, it's great to be on. Thank you for having me on, mate. Not at all. Happy Halloween. Are you going out tonight? <laughs> no, no, forget all that. I know. No, I won't, you know. <laughs> no. no, I won't, you know. I asked Peter if he had a joke, anything funny. Because no. Barry on Friday, we put him through all this stuff. <laughs> no, I've not no. got a joke. I just said it'd be your mask, not very mask, nice. Exactly. <laughs> I see you're, it's nice to see you're dressed up with Ross King tonight. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, smartest I've seen you. Oh, right, on Smart Tonight. Oh, good. Yeah, there you are. You maybe see it on, on the socials. Reagan, what's your point? I just wanted to talk about uh, Celtic going to Real Madrid. What, a, game, what a, a big experience that is for Celtic tomorrow, Paul. Obviously, uh, 
Celtic have got nothing to play for, but I'm sure that was the added motivation for Ange Postacoglu on Sunday. The fact that Celtic have got a big chance against Real Madrid to, to play in that fifth in that fifth uh, stadium for the players. Certainly, is. there's no small game, is there, against Real Madrid, Peter? Yep. No, and it's Reagan's right, but as a Celtic player, you know you've got to get into every game trying to win because you're always representing the club and you've always got to try and do yourself justice. We know we've played Barcelona a couple of times in Spain. It's not been very nice to watch in the respect of that. We know it's a really tough call with top, top quality players. But I'm more excited about watching Celtic to see how they go about their business and the performance they put in because they may not have the strongest side through injuries or whatever, Real Madrid, but they've still got a fantastic group of players. And I think it's a marker for any player. When you go to a stadium like that, you want to put a performance and you'll remember it for the rest of your days, whether it's good, bad or different. If you don't play particularly well, you'll always be told about it. But if you get and put a performance, and I think that's what the Celtic boys will be doing. Here's a stadium, we can get in here, all the superstars that's played there, and you can be there with a good performance. And if you manage to get a result, some sort of result, it'd be unbelievable. But it's a really tough, ta- tough task to go there. But as I say, I'm more looking forward to seeing the likes of Jot and that get more game time and see if we can create chances that we did in the first leg against them or the first game against them at home and, and take them this time because then it would be interesting to watch how Celtic respond to that. And I'm really looking forward to the game. I must. People say it's a nothing thing for Celtic, but I don't think you ever play a nothing game for Celtic. Yeah, we will, Peter. Ah, well, <laughs> you're right, Regan. Barry, how do you see it? Well, it's going to be tough let's be honest you're playing against the European champions um, and they're champions for a reason because they've got top players and they're a top team they've got a top manager um, and again I I was always when I played I'm, I'm not just going there to make the numbers you want to go and give a good um, a good performance and because and, as you say you're playing against the best um, it's a real good test um, will Ange change? No, he won't. He'll probably go and, and play it the way that he has done since his his first day at Celtic. So, look, it's a big ask. They're, they're up against for me one of the best one of the best teams about, and they've got some, I mean, world class players: Benzema, Ballon d'Or winner, Modric in the middle of the pitch for me, who's the best midfielder still at the age of thirty seven. Cruz, I could go through. There's that sure. many. So it's a great test for, for Celtic, but I think it could be a, a tough test for them. And Regan, the fact that they had such a disappointing performance last week against Leipzig, they'll want to win to ensure top place. Oh, definitely, because as you see, if you split, it could be a big, uh, a big difference if they don't, because they could get a team like Man- uh, Manchester City, uh, PSG, yeah. so there's a lot, of, a lot of big teams there. So what you asked Barry, this part, this part, does Barry think the Rangers are winning 5 0 and go through in Europe, Barry? I don't think they'll win 5 0. I think there's a possibility, Regan. They're winding they, him up, Regan. They could win the game. Um, look, going back, the, the last game, they, they never laid a glove on Ajax. Um, I thought they gave Ajax far too much respect. Was that because Celtic had battered Rangers in the Saturday previous yep. to that? Were they low in confidence? But after Saturday's performance that I watched, Regan, I, I do believe that they are in me a chance for the simple fact is they're at home, they've got their, the 50,000 fans behind them and surely they've got to take a bit of confidence out of which was probably their best performance in a good four, six-week period. 
Peter, but if they win five nil, I'll be. No, I was yeah. going to say something. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's Halloween. You keep me to the bet. Not April the first. <laughs> but listen, you've got to go in. Back to the Real Madrid. Does that make any difference? The fact that they need to get points tomorrow, Peter, potentially for Real Madrid, or are we living pie in the sky? No, it's massive. You know, be for Real Madrid because you're right. Because as Regan says, there you can end up picking one of the big ones on the next game, and that's really not what you want. You know, you want to get as far as you possibly can without getting a Manchester City. Because personally, I think Modric and that are world class, obviously. I think Manchester City are a different animal now. And I don't think they'd want somebody like Manchester City next. Because I must, I must have looked around about that. And I would say, as a football team, you know, Manchester City with Haaland now are a different animal against the top European sides. And that's why I would put them probably as the number one side now. Instead of the number two side, because he likes a Benzema or world class, Modric or world class, but you've got De Bruyne, you've got Haaland and all that now. And I just think Haaland at that stage in his career now, as a young man, and he's just that different dynamic is given to Manchester City. And Real Madrid had a poor result yesterday, Peter, as you know. Yeah, and football happens that way, Paul, because you take your eye off the ball, and that's what we're saying, it's got a habit of kicking you, and it can be a decision that goes against you. But you know Celtic are going to go there and they're going to have a go. Well, they've not got nothing to lose. Celtic know what's happening. Celtic know they're going there to try and score a goal against Real Madrid. That'll be the first thing the manager will be in their head. Let's go there and try and score. Because if you keep the clean sheet, then you win the game. And people will remember it. It doesn't matter if there was nothing to play for. You've beaten Real Madrid and Madrid. would be an unbelievable. And that's what you, the, the psyche, that's what we're talking about. Don't be turning up expecting to lose. We're talking about Livingston earlier on. I'm saying the exact same with Celtic going to Real Madrid. You've got to go there with a belief that you've got an opportunity. You created chances in the first game, even though you're playing against world-class players. And if you get opportunities, this time you have to take them because it shows you what it's like, how quickly it turns if you don't. Barry Frank, McAvenny, you, your old teammate, Peter, but Barry, he's been saying that he believes David Turnbull might go or should go on loan to get more game time. Would you go along with that? The problem is, where's he going to go? I, I still think he's a big part of Postacoglu's plans. Um, and bearing in mind, he's had um, a few injuries, yeah. which he's been out for a, a period of time. Um, no, I, I think David Turnbull... Um, I'll be about it at Celtic. He's um, listen. He'll be frustrated because you want to play every single game, but I, I still think there's um, a lot of football left in David Turnbull um, at Celtic this season. Peter, no way. I'd be yeah. keeping him for me. He's Celtic. If you look at the midfielder, all the midfielders have got David. will get the one that will score all the most goals. And I know Martin, that's really good. But David will be the one that scores the most goals in midfield. And sometimes that's what you need. You need that runner into the box. You see his run yesterday for the goal. And he does that better than the midfield Celtic has got. Barry's 100% right. He's had unfortunate injuries he's had. We're not working with him every day. Maybe that's what the manager sees in him. Because a couple of times he started, if you remember, he's had to come off with an injury when he's played a little bit longer. So maybe it's easier for David. And I'm not, I don't know what's going on because I don't know work there. But you maybe think, well, he's only got X, Y, and Z amount of minutes in him now to build up the muscles and whatever. And we've got to give the manager. The manager knows better than us. But uh, for me, personally, looking at it, he's a goal-scoring midfielder who would score more goals than any of the Celtic midfield players at this moment in time. So that's how it's important. You don't let the guys go out. And plus, when you, you look at Celtic when they're playing, if he ain't starting and they're starting 11, he's one of the first substitutes that comes yep. on. Yep. So that tells you right away that he's... Postacoglu thinks of him so look, he'll be yeah. frustrated like any football player yeah. he wants to play every play. single game yeah. 
But the amount of games at this moment in time um, that, that Celtic have got, I'm, I'm sure in time he'll find a way back into the, the Celtic team. Reagan, as a Celtic fan, what's your thought? I thought that David Tumble was a very important player, Paul. Uh, I think he's a very important part of the squad and I don't think Angel uh, sell alone because I think the squad will, be, will, become, I think will become very important, especially when you see a lot of the, a lot of the injuries that are getting in the midfield area, like McGregor as well. So I don't think he could, uh, I don't think Postacolo would be able to afford to let David Tumble go. And Reagan, you got a penalty yesterday, first of the season, and you missed it. I mean, not you personally, <laughs> but Gikamakis <laughs> missed it. Yeah, J- uh, Gikamakis, for me, Paul, was the best striker. Uh, I think he's the best striker. Just at the club? Yeah, I think he's okay. the best striker. Um, I think Kyogo's a great player, but I think Gikamakis is the best striker. Uh, but okay. I think Gikamakis has missed a few penalties, so I think he would pass the baton back to... <laughs> somebody else because he's missed a few that's right he did last year right before you go what's your scoreline tomorrow night Rangers Ajax uh, I'll be positive I'll say I'll say 3-1 Rangers good, good man 3-1 and uh, in the Bernabeu on Wednesday oh I'll go 4-2 Real Madrid Right, 4-2 Real Madrid. That'll be some game. Mm. Okay, Reagan, thank you very much. Good to hear you. Hadn't heard heard from you for ages. And that's what he reckons. We'll get your predictions later, guys. But David Turnbull, have a word with Maka about that. What's he thinking, eh? Looking for a headline. Absolutely. I know what he's like. No, but listen, what a player he was. But um, but David Turnbull, for me, as I say, gets the goals in the middle of the pitch that you need in your team. You always need midfield goal scorers and David makes their runs exceptionally well. And he's, he's a talented boy, but as I say, we don't know his fitness levels and what he can do and what he can do. So I think we've got to be careful on that. Definitely keep around about the squad. McAvenny, terrific in the box, wasn't he? Some player. I, I thought he was excellent. All the strikers, and I, I was fortunate enough to play with some real top, mm. top quality ones. Maka was probably the most complete. You know, yeah. everything. Yeah. Good in the air, strong as a bull, worked exceptionally hard, left and right foot finisher. And listen, you remember the season he had in England as well with West, West Ham. Ham. They finished second, I think, that year, mm. if I'm right. And they scored a barrel with him and Tony Coy together. You know, a, a great, fantastic striker, fantastic character. And the well. media loved him, didn't they, Barry? You know, the blonde hair. And the, yeah, you know, I've, the, I've been the, in his company many yeah. times. He's, he's some laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's crazy. Um, I, I remember as a young boy watching him and obviously remember, you just mentioned, I was going to say that, Tony Coy, that was a famous yeah. partnership mm. down, at, down at West Ham. Um, but... Yeah, I disagree with him there. I, I don't think David Turnbull um, would be allowed no, no. to go. Even if I think if David Turnbull went to Poster Coggle and says, "Listen, I, I, I may be fancy going out for six months to get more game time," I think he'd be told to um, do one and <laughs> get back in my starting eleven. I see Celtic preparing for twenty twenty three. They've been linked. They say a deal has been done. A twenty two year old Japanese defender, Yuki Kobayashi from Vissel Kobe. Peter, what do you know about him? I asked you earlier on, Paul. I didn't yeah. know that much, and they were saying he was left-sided. Mm-hmm. And I always think that's always been intriguing for me because I like a left-sided to give you balance, allows you to change the system if you want to. Not saying the manager would ever change his system at any time, but it allows you that balance at times. It's more natural. I think Big Moritz has done it very well actually because he uses the ball well with his left foot. Um, Star felt not as much, even though I thought he'd come on to a game just before his injury. Unfortunately for him. But he was always going inside and passing square. So I think having a natural balance, if he's, that's what he's supposed to be, that left-sided centre-back. 
I think that that, that would give you that balance, and I think that's what Rangers had missed. You know, when you talked about Bassey going away, and that's why I thought it was important they brought the likes of Davis in, and I thought it would been a really good signing for them. Yeah, Bassey, I'm just reading sure. that, that he's yeah. been blasted a, a few times. Well, can I just send a message to Ajax? You can send them back to Rangers. <laughs> if you want. You take him back tomorrow. I take him in a heartbeat. A heartbeat. I thought he was phenomenal for Rangers last year. Whether that was at left centre half, lefty a three, left back or left wing back, I mean, that's four positions that he could play. Uh, I just thought he'd get better and better. And I'll be honest with you, I, I've been interested to see how he does. The games that I've seen him, he's looked... Um, He's looked pretty good. Barry, um, am I right here? See when they played in Naples, did he play right back? He was either playing right back or right centre back. And I'm saying, how can people be he's judging been moved. Do you know what they've done? Danny Blinn plays, was playing left back. I don't know if you remember the first yeah. game in Amsterdam. They swapped Bassey and he's went to left back and Danny Blinn's went into centre half. Yeah, um, but that's what I'm saying. i seen him playing right yeah. back or right centre back in the game in Naples. And I'm thinking... How can you judge people on that? Mm -hmm. You know, and Ajax is different in the respect of the way the way Rangers played. You know, and he's he's only a young man yeah. learning his trade. And these guys are brilliant. Listen, we know all about the Dutch. We've got friends as Dutch and all that. They're the best players in the world. They invented everything. You know what I mean? But you've got to learn these guys to grow. You know, and I think yeah. I thought he was outstanding. That's why so many people wanted him. That's why Ajax paid so much money for him. Because if you remember in their system, they're working on that all the time to bring players through. It's going to take him a bit of time. That's what I'm saying. That's the first time, Barry, they've ever brought a young man yeah. for that amount of money. And he's, he's so young. young yeah. you know? Well, my, my message is clear. Just <laughs> loan him back. Send him back. Yeah. On loan him back. I'm sure Gio would... Um, Bet your arm off. Yeah. Can they do it before <laughs> 8 o'clock tomorrow? Listen, I'll go over and pick him up if you want. <laughs> <laughs> On the jet, private jet. Barry well, Ferguson's you know. just offered to go. Well, in fact, you know. they'll, they'll be here. They're here in town. Dad, I'll get the boat across. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting carried away here. We're back in a moment and it's going to be our own Gar, uh, Go Radio's video assistant referee. That's coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go. Of course, last weekend there was so much uh, chat on VAR. Well, our own guard, Go Radios. And actually, as we say it, as we have Sky on here at Sky Sports, then there's one of them where we go straight to Rangers. Penalty for Rangers. That was the decision of Nick Walsh at the weekend. It is on the telly at the moment. Peter, Barry, what do you think? So there was a penalty awarded uh, to Rangers. Yeah, I'll be honest, and I think it's harsh. I've watched that again. Yeah. Um, look, he's, he's miscontrolled it and his reaction... His arm moves. He's handballed it in the box, but I, I yeah. do it. I think it's soft. It's harsh in Richardson, isn't it? What could he do about yeah, it? Yeah, I know yeah. it is. It's, so. For me, it's it's soft. No Rangers penalty? No. It didn't matter anyway, so <laughs> that's why I'm saying that. Indeed, <laughs> if it's the one that's different. Peter, what do you think about that individual one? Well, you know yeah. what I've said. If the referee can't see it on the pitch and whatever, and they're going to VAR for things like that, that tells me enough about the referee. And for me, the game should have played on. It's come off his body, went up. And people always told you about having your hands out to balance. It's impossible not to balance, no matter what you're doing in your life. And people's arms are out there. And listen, they're giving penalties for nothing, but you know what I think you are. I don't want yep. to get started with it. No. When is there going to be common sense in all of this, though? Because For defenders, what are they supposed to do with their arms, Barry? It's almost impossible. Yeah, I think, I just feel I'm repeating myself here yeah. every single time. I was saying to Granny, I'm sick of seeing defenders run out at the touchline or the byline when they're opposition players ready to cross it and they're running out with their hands behind their back that is an unna unnatural uh, position 100%. for me 
100%. Barry's 100% on that. We get told, even left hand, right hand, have it here when you're balanced, so you have to change direction or whatever. So what's a player supposed to do, do now? It's impossible. You know, and I think now VAR's come in, we've given them every excuse in the book for not being able to make a decision. That's for me. And then we're shouting them off the park to come and have a look. Why? You just make the decision then if you think it's a handball. But for me, who even said to the ref to come off the pitch to look at that? It means for me that they're not, they don't understand the game if they've got to do that. OK, we'll save the best till last. Let's do another one now. Maybe a similar one. Levy Celtic mm. yesterday. So Andrew Shinney, the ball, um, he touches the ball. VAR says it's a handball and it's a penalty. I, again, similar to Rangers. I think it's harsh. Jota is a yard from Andrew Shinney. He faints at the start and your natural reaction is if you're moving your leg your arm goes with your leg and then he goes and crosses it and it hits um, Shinny's hand a yard away again I don't know what he's meant to do there I so, honestly don't so no penalty yeah I, I think it's harsh Paul I think it's harsh as well but I think you can see that with the Celtic supporters as well they were just delighted to get a decision yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean considering last week when we said it was a stone waller against Hearts you know, and you're thinking to yourself now, so what is the difference? If that one against Hearts wasn't a penalty kick, how can that be a penalty kick with Shinny? You know, it's, it's quite incredible. And that's what I'm saying. And that is the biggest frustration for everyone. Because from week to week, or decision to decision, they're all different. And that can't be the case. And unfortunately, that is a constant up here. And it's going to be a constant continuing. So you say, both of you agree, no penalty yeah. in both cases. Absolutely. Was it justice then that they both missed? So first of all, James Tavenier hit the post. Yeah, well, I, again, in both games, it yeah. wouldn't have mattered anyway because both teams weren't uh, control of the, the situation. Um, I, I just don't think they're penalties, Paul. Yeah. Look, everybody's got a, a different opinion. That's my opinion. Whether people agree with it or not, I'm just giving you honest. Um, but we get back to it, Barry. We spoke about it. Celtic Rangers, last kick of the game... Yeah. 89th minute yeah. massive league decider whatever you want to say cup final whatever you yeah. want to say and all of a sudden they've got a decision to make like that <sighs> you know but that's what I mean I, I just feel for it's the defenders happen, now isn't it? Yeah. defending's an art in my opinion and when defenders are going and as I said I, honestly I see it and it grates on me and I'm sure if you ask any defender they don't want to be running out with their hands at their side or their hands behind their back they're coached from a young age you need your hands for balance if you stick your foot out, your arm's naturally going to come out. Well, we used to say, make yourself as big as you could. Yep. That's right. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the biggest but things. Now is it make yourself as, as small, small as you can. Aye. Here's Aye. what Ange Postacoglu said about the penalty decision. To me, it's, you know, if it's a penalty, you give it. If it's not, it's not. We move on. Um, like I said, my, my frustration with last week was that we almost wanted to use VAR. As a, you know, I think the less we use it, as I said, the better. Let's just leave it for the key moments. And uh, yeah, I, I did complain about not getting one. We get one and we miss it. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, but more hitting um, we Willie Collum or right. <laughs> did you see it? I saw it yeah. that was a book yeah. <laughs> right, for Willie for Willie <laughs> exactly stay in your feet do you think he dived aye, aye, referee dived yeah. referee, let's yeah. get VAR on that one honestly yes. you think it would have been hit yeah. with I don't know what <laughs> I mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. I couldn't stop laughing it was brilliant it's funny but he needs to get also. in the gym <laughs> Willie Collum needs to get in the gym <laughs> our top referee or one of the one of the top referees yeah. You're not expecting that. No. <laughs> you two are loving that moment. Right, the other, the biggest, I uh, wonder at Jukamakis. He can't take penalties, can he? No, it's strange too because yeah. I say he's a very good finisher, you know, and it's bizarre, the <laughs> psyche, a, a penalty taker. And people think it's easy, you know, but it's, it's a difficult one, but I'd expect a big man to score. He was just desperate to score, that's why he was willing to take it, but unfortunate for him. 
Ajax have arrived there at Ibrox just now. We can see um, we've got uh, a camera in the ground. No, we haven't. We're just watching <laughs> Sky Sports there in the background. So Ajax in town. Calvin Bassey, big night for him to be back there. Right, the other one, and probably the oh. biggest of the weekend, was at Dundee United. They lost 1-0 at home to Motherwell. And there was that moment. It was innocuous, wasn't it? It was... Uh, Tony Watt and Sean Goss game went on and then VAR must have beat yeah. uh, the referee has a look no, at it John Beaton it up there. Yeah. John Beaton let, let the original yeah no free kick go. nothing to see here goes and watches VAR I, I, I could not believe that Tony Watt was given a red card there you could actually clearly see it that he, he goes in and he pulls out it. he doesn't touch the, the middle player so I seen today Dun United are appealing yeah. and I would like to think Dun United will win that appeal yeah, because it was his sideies, but I think he's actually caught the player, I must admit. At first, when I seen it, I thought, oh, has he put his studs on his shin? You know, but when you watch it back, it's incredible if you're watching it back and give that same decision. And to be fair, that's what I'm saying, the referee's made the right decision by giving nothing. Then all of a sudden, VAR's telling him to come, and all of a sudden, it's a red card. When you watch it in the red card, eh, on the, the VAR, sorry, it's his sideies, but... Yeah. You know, he's, he's actually happened. Well, it's not actually happened. The boy's actually kicked into him as well. If he goes in and it's the studs at him, then you've got a different question. You know, then there's a different problem for him. And But the thing that's surprising, you spoke about it yourself earlier, Paul, was the fact that Tony went off when he accepted because I think they think, oh, VAR must be right. Mm. VAR has seen something different. That I didn't mean it that way. And I don't think in any shape or form it should be a red card. Yep. Listen, it just baffled me, mm. the decision. It's, uh, it's a, such a poor decision. And... As I said, Dun United are appealing and I would like to think that they'll, they'll win, that, win that appeal. But see when John Beaton's letting it go and obviously the player stops, who's the far referee? Well, yep. He's obviously watched that a number of times. I know it's not him that makes the end decision, but John Beaton goes over. I, 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 honestly, it's, it's starting to annoy me. I, I was wanting to come in. Yep. Now, um, it's starting there, it's here. Yep. Are we getting yeah, jobs worth, yeah. Peter? Is that the problem? Or, to be but fair, you to the can people, see he clearly pulls nothing. out there just watching yeah. it yeah. in speed. Yeah, and he, he, he I, I was surprised though that even off. I, so I'm surprised. Without, I like Tony's yeah, not even Tony, saying it. But would, then again, he's yeah. he's thinking VAR must be right. Absolutely, they've watched it. The VAR referees watched it. Now John Beaton's watched it. So I must have, I well, must have caught him. Well, does that not sum it up? We're sitting here, yep. and whether we're right, wrong, or indifferent, there's three decisions we've said they've got wrong. Mm-hmm. Out of three. No one out of three. We're saying three out of three is wrong. That's what we think, you know. But because nobody knows what it is now. So now the referee who was right on the pitch, the boys told him, really, come and look at this because you're wrong. But if right away, if I know if Barry we're playing the game, I know we're playing the game, you know we're watching it a long, long time, Paul. You just look at that and you think, no, he's went he's made a genuine attempt for the ball. Don't even need to come and look at that play on. Aye, let the game run. Aye, right, right. It's, Finish. It's not a sending off, it's not even a booking. Absolutely, and that, that's, what, that's the annoyance now. I've seen it with goals, people are not allowed to celebrate because they're all looking over to the line. It's taking everything away. And we spoke about commentators in the matches, they yeah, don't know. Of course. They, they're losing their enthusiasm because, oh, here we go, VAR again. It, Another four or five minutes. It's changing the flow of the whole 100%, thing, 100%. And that's what everything's about, it's about goals, excitement, tackles, you know, mistakes. That's football, mm. you know what I mean? But we can't have VAR saying, all right, take that back again. You know, because you're not allowed to do that anymore. Would you scrap it? If you were in charge of world football, would you scrap it? 100%. Barry, would you? I think you need goal line technology. Yeah, we don't that have completely that. different. Yep. That's the thing I would always yep. say. But that's I, the one think, thing we don't have. Yep, I think we need that. But now watching it, and um, certainly with the, the Tony Watt, that I know Granny just mentioned the two penalties. 
That's all about opinion, but for me, I think they're, they're very soft. But the Tony Watt one, I mean, we watched it at full speed there, and when I watch it again, you can clearly see that he pulls out and doesn't mm. touch him. Think about what we've just said. But the then there was a booking at the St. Johnson um, in Kilmarnock game. Yep. I, I originally gave him a red card, and, he and then he changed it to a yellow uh -huh. card. Yep. And that was, he actually caught the Kilmarnock player. Yeah. I was surprised that he didn't get a red yep. card. Were you? Yeah, because, yep. because they say the studs going on the leg. Mm -hmm. Is the difference, and the studs did go on the yep. bottom, but even though he didn't lift his foot, that's the only blessing that he didn't go on his foot high. Mm. It, it just went over. I, I the, think the referees the looked foot. at see if you look at the St. Johnson player, he, he was firmly focused oh, on yeah, the ball, definitely 100%. Yep. I, there was no attempt to hurt him. And final point news is next, but Killy lost out, Barry, in a, a decision. Yeah, I, I, again, I mean, I, the ball, the ball came in, it's nowhere where the actual fouls happened and if, it, if it's a foul you'll be given a foul every single time there's a cross into the box and for me I, I think that goal should stand isn't it crazy goal line the, technology the is what's needed see it's the not foul. there yep. see for the foul huh? you're talking 6-7 yards with the ball arriving the ball uh, the guy puts it in the back of the net and the foul happened at the opposite post that's us on Gar, our own. G-A-R, the go-assisted referee on the Go Radio Football Show with jojunk.co.uk. Plenty to come as we do the countdown to tomorrow night. We'll have news from Giovanni van Bronckhurst in the press conference and also looking forward to Celtic heading out to Madrid. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Hour two with Barry and Peter. Loads of your calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700 this Halloween edition. Remember, we're on with Euros nights tomorrow night from 6 to 8. We'll be at the Radisson Red with the show, the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. And then afterwards, there'll be the podcast with our friends at Steen. So, big night tomorrow. We'll hear from Giovanni van Bronckhurst in a few moments. He's been speaking. I can tell you, Ajax have arrived at the grounds, getting ready, preparing. Barry's already said in hour one, he would, you'd drive Calvin Bassey to Rangers, bring him back. He's been criticised for the performances over there, but what a player. Yeah, look, I've seen a couple of games he's played in, plus the one um, in the Champions League against Rangers, and also I watched the, the game Ajax played against Liverpool and Anfield, and I thought he was outstanding. Um, I think it's a bit harsh, and as I said, if Ajax don't fancy him, they can send him back anytime. I'm sure he would be welcome back with not just Gio and the players, but the, the Rangers fans. Rangers a 4-1 win against Aberdeen on Saturday. They got closer to Celtic for 24 hours and GVB said afterwards they've now set a standard. We can play play, play really well and uh, that's what we show today. So that this has to be our intention going forward at home and away. So yeah, you're right. We you know we can reach this level of play so we need to 
keep doing it. You know, winning home against Aberdeen with such margin, you know, has to give you confidence. Peter, consistency and confidence, which they've lacked. Absolutely. Now, listen, I've, I've always said I've got great respect for the manager and the way he handles his, himself. I think he's a lot of injury problems to very important areas of the field for him. He's had to adjust his team. And at any time, again, you're seeing he get a couple injuries at the weekend again. And that sums it up. They get a good result, a good performance. Then all of a sudden, two of his back fours out. And you're thinking, here he goes again. And I've been there, Barry's been there. And it's difficult because the quality of the player that's underneath it because they were supposed to be backups. <laughs> now all of a sudden they find themselves playing all the time. You know, and these young boys have done very well, but it's not the ones that Gio thought were going to be in place for all these European nights, that's for sure. We'll find out more from GVB, an injury update, hopefully in the next 10-15 minutes. The next day, Celtic, that three-goal victory against Livy, away. Here's the manager afterwards. It always helps, but I think that performance beyond that was more important. You know, we, we stayed disciplined. As I said, it can be a difficult game here, but um, yeah, I thought we were well on top. We, you know, they only had a, really a couple of sort of attempts at goal against us, and um, you know, we kept creating chances. Yeah, no, I thought it was uh, yeah, a real sort of uh, strong performance. Uh, we all know it's a difficult place to come. They they make it really difficult for you with the way they play and how they work, and obviously the surface as well. But um, yeah, I think our boys handled it really well and we scored three, probably could add a few more, but really pleased with the way we went about it and uh, the performance. Peter, your team for Wednesday. No, I'm not asking for the whole <laughs> team, but, you know, they changed things again, made a number of changes, but it, but it worked. But that's against Livy. Now, in the Bernabeu on Wednesday, I wonder how what team he's going to put out. Well, it's interesting he started Kyogo, yeah. you know, and left Giacomacca, so, you know, whether he goes slightly different with that, I think he loves Kyogo's energy. And, and he's got that energy I mean he, they're really fit lads you know and they can do this and listen playing a game on a Sunday and playing a Wednesday there's no problem yeah. you know there's no problem it's not a, and also going to Spain it's not that far so it's not a problem to play these games and these guys will all be desperate to start the game so the manager as I say, the headache for him is, is what team he thinks is going to get him the best result I think he'll start Kyogo I must ad ad admit I think he'll go again with it because he loves that energy and he wants to put Real Madrid under as much pressure as he possibly can Knowing that Jack and Jack and Marcus can come on and give him something completely different, but I don't think this week he'll play the two of them. <laughs> no, that's for sure. No. You know, I, I think it was different last week because of the fact they had to play two because he wanted goals. But I think you seen in that first period it was probably I don't mean Celtic played poorly. They never did as much control because it allowed Shaq to get a wee bit of grip of the game in that number six position. And I don't think he'll do that if you were allowing a Modric or a Tony Cruz getting yeah. that, picking up possession like that all the time with two strikers who are not used to doing that defensive duty exceptionally well. Uh, so I think that's why I'll start with the one. I think that one will be Kyogo. Barry, would you agree with Peter about up front? Kyogo? Yeah, because yeah, he's energy, um, no doubt about it. And he left like Maeda on the, on the bench as well, who brings a lot of energy to the team. So I, I think he'll make a certainly a, a couple of changes because um, look Real Madrid they'll have the vast majority of possession I would imagine they're, they're the home team they're, they're a quality opposition um, so yeah I fully expect them to make a few changes So no change at the top after the weekend the other results Motherwell they got that win at Dundee United we're going to go through all the games shortly and we'll also see our score predictor because David was on on Friday with the chance to win over £600 uh, the other games uh, St. Johnson, a one-goal victory against Kilmarnock. And yesterday, as well as the Celtic game, there was Hearts winning at Ross County. Are they going to finish up third in the table, Barry? Yeah, I, I think once they get their, their better players who are out injured back... so many. Yeah, I think after this break, I think Hearts will, will kick on. They've started to hit a wee bit of form. I mean, played Thursday night. 
lost another couple of players during that game and they went up to Dingwall and got a, a good three points I, I do still think Hearts are the the third force they're, they're the strongest um, team out with Rangers and Celtic Peter what do you think? Yeah I agree with that the fact that if they've got if they've got all their bringing Shankland in that and, and it's young Stephen Humphreys who I had at Fulham as well he played in the same team as Jens and O'Reilly and I really like him he's a good finisher you know but you've got Shankland back you know and I think losing Boyce was a big blow to them, obviously. Massive blow for them. Halkett, big blow to them. Big, big players and characters. And I think once these guys all... I know, obviously, Boyce is slightly different, but Halkett and that coming back, I think that'll make a difference to them. And I, as I say, I just the more I see Aberdeen, I'm just thinking maybe defensively they're not as strong as they should be, you know, and I think that will cost them in the end if they're going... I thought they would be the one that finished third, but now it's starting to look like maybe Hart's getting back there. Just over 24 hours away from Rangers against Ajax. Let's hear from Giovanni van Bronker speaking just a few minutes ago. And let's get the injury update. Uh, we have Kamara coming back in the squad. And we have uh, Lundstrom not available because uh, suspension. And uh, Humas will not be ready. He will be out for several weeks. Ben Davis didn't train. Hopefully will be involved in the weekend. But tomorrow it's too early. Barry, first reaction then? Yeah, again, after a, a good positive performance, yeah. you're going to be missing um, a, a couple of players. Ben Davis um, should be okay for the weekend that you just seen. Disappointing for Yilmaz, who was starting to show the reason why Rangers paid um, £5 million for. Um, but that's, look, it happens in football, you know. You're going to come up against injuries at times, but they're, they're down to the bare bones. They've had um, so many, haven't they? Especially at the back. Yep, yep exactly. Yeah. So it looks. I mean, it looks to me it's young Leon King and, mm -hmm. and Sands, um, Tavernier and Barisic. That will be the the back four. Can they do it? Do you think they'll be good enough <laughs> to do <laughs> they'll it? They'll have to. They need to yeah. get a point on the uh, board at least. Yeah. Um, so look, look, as I said, I thought Sands. Um, he, he goes under the radar, but it, it, for me, he does a a real good job in there, and he played um, that anchor role in Saturday and. I've got to be honest with you, I thought he was excellent. And then it's not easy when you're, you, you're getting into a game and you, you feel you're doing well and then you have to go back and play a different position. But again, he, he moved into that centre-half position and looked he'd been playing there the, the, the whole game. So you've got to give him, got to give the guy um, at least some credit for that because, as I said, he's, he's come under for a, a bit of criticism playing centre-half, but he had to play there because Rangers were low in numbers mm -hmm. and I think he's done a real good job. Lindstrom been out, it's a big, a big loss. Mm -hmm. But then I, I fully expect like Stephen Davis um, or even Glenn Kamara, Gio just mentioned there, he's back into the squad. So they've certainly got good quality there to, to come in, but you would rather have your strongest group of players yeah. available to give the manager a bit of a headache. And was it early in the competition when the Sands played, was it PSV away at centre-back? And mm. I thought he was outstanding. Yep. It was a big result for Rangers, he's a been, massive result. He's been result. really good, Grant. Yeah, I, I thought he used the ball very well, Barry, yep. and in that particular game. So why does he get such stick, do you think? Listen, the team's not playing well. It's easy for supporters to pick on anybody. Yeah. Any mistake it's made and if Rangers are losing goals and chances are given up and it's very difficult and the young boy will feel more comfortable in the middle of the pitch because he's a midfield player. And as Barry says, I remember a couple of times the manager put me right back in certain games for certain, or somebody injured or whatever. I felt like a fish out of water. People would say that in the middle of the pitch as well, but no, going it? to right back was, oh, I felt what was it like, what was the difference for Well, for you if you know my game, game was about yeah. going and winning the ball, winning yeah. the tackles, interceptions, mm -hmm. you know, passing forward. All of a sudden, I was back on, backing off and jockeying. 
one of the first guys God rest him was Ralph Millen was one um, of the first boys I had to go in the second half Ralph Millen lightning quick so the first ball he gets he goes boom knocks the ball by me and lets me about 25 yards but all of a sudden I'm thinking I've got to back off yeah. and it's a completely change of mindset and players will always tell you and it's a thing I've always said about players I like to put players in areas of the pitch that they're most comfortable because then you'll get their best performances that's fact he went to Man United. Yeah, he? he did. Yeah, yeah he did. Oh, he was lining it quick. Yeah. A very good player. Very but, good player. But it's good to get that insight for those of us yeah. who've not played at a high level. It happened to me yeah. in one game. We were playing yeah. Parma when Parma was, I think it was 90, 99, when they had like Buffon and Crespo and yeah. uh, Dino Baggio, um, Artiga. Wow. And we get a player sent off and looking about and I got told to go here right back How oh you? my god <laughs> um, and I was up against Ortega who was Argentinian he was tricky he's just fully fully tricks first minute I went there he, he pegged me <laughs> and I get booked <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself oh, yeah. here we go so I know how difficult it is to go and play in different positions when you're used to one position so that's where I, I, I respect a guy like James Sands it looks to me the manager could say, go and you play left back, right back, centre half, centre midfield. Looks to me he's a boy when they complain, he just go and do his best. And I think that's what he's done. You go with any player. Joe Ledley came to Celtic on the proviso he was going to play central midfield. His first game, one of his first games, was he played at left back, I think, in his debut. And I remember him talking about it and yeah. he was saying things like that. And then he played against Rangers and they'd put him back there because he'd been named the team. He was at left back, didn't know. And he was fuming by all accounts. Bank, it was the day he scored against Rangers and they beat them 1 0. And he was talking about that the other day there. And it just shows you, it doesn't matter what type of players, we all feel comfortable in our own environment of where we are on the football pitch. But I think the young man's come out with great credit through a difficult period. And you know what it's like when things are not going well at Celtic or Rangers, you'll always get criticised. You know, you've got to do well and you've got to be performing. And it's easy that, but people don't see the big picture. When you're winning, Everybody thinks you're doing okay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Everybody thinks you're it's doing easy okay. Then. Everybody yeah. thinks do, you're do you know what I like about him as well? See if, if he gives a slack pass away or a slack touch, he'll go and get the ball again. He's not scared to go and like um he's got a a good attitude about him. I like that as you get some players if they make a mistake, oh, they they go and hide a wee bit. That's one thing about James Sands that he's yep. he's um he's clearly showed that he's he's got a good character about him. And do you know what? He's a good player, James Sands. Here's a bit more from GVB speaking just in the last few minutes about Ajax tomorrow and about Rangers' position. They don't want to end up with one of the worst um, records ever in the Champions League. They need a point. Well, I mean, it's it will be uh, disappointed, of course, because we knew the opposition we are facing in Champions League is from a much um, uh, higher level than we faced last season. You can see all the games we played. It's uh, has been really tough, you know. And once we qualified in in Holland against PSV, I knew it's going to be a really tough European season, as I um, also had with my my, uh, my my old team final in Champions League. Only get the first three points, the last game at home against Napoli. So there was similar uh, experience. So it will be disappointing not to get any points. You know, still one game to be played, but then. You know, we have to uh, switch back to all the domestic uh, competition we are involved still. Still involved there. But Barry, so what about tomorrow night? What are you taking from what the manager is saying about it? You can hear it. You know, he's hurt about the position just now. and Desperate's maybe not the word, but he must be so keen to take something. Yeah, they, they, look, they will be desperate to take something out of the game. You don't want to go through a group stage, no picking up even a, a point. And the performances, apart from... 60 minutes against Napoli at home before Sands get sent off and 45 minutes against Liverpool. It's yeah. been it's been a poor 
qualification group for for Rangers. So they want to go out in a high. Look, it's been disappointing, um, as I said, some of the performances. But I look back to Saturday and I felt they were in a good place on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they can they can take that into the game tomorrow night. But you've got to remember, you're coming up against a, technically a really good team as well. Ajax, they can move the ball quick. They've got dangerous players. But again, I always go back to it. They're at home, Rangers. Mm -hmm. They've got to take the game to Ajax. Um, and if they have the level they had on Saturday I think they'll get every chance of beating them well, that's the difference but Paul I've got with all the injuries picked up you get very little time to adjust yeah. you know to uh, coaching sessions between the game the other day there now and Tuesday you've got injuries and he's had it all season and fair play I mean, he's never moaned about it he's just got on with it and I think that's the difficulty you have it's a completely different team he'd have wanted to be there and he's, he's a young boy, he's playing 18, 19, I think he is. Uh, yeah. One of the young men, King, is it? Leon King, you 18. Know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'd expect to play nearly enough in all the European games. I don't think that was the case. You know, and I think that's where you've got to show a bit of realism. You know, when you're talking about somebody dropping with the Napoli team, if my team drops out of Liverpool, Kyoto yeah. comes in. You know, now we're talking about kids coming in. Yeah. And it was going to be hard enough for Celtic and Rangers against all this quality. But Rangers at this particular time have not even got their first guys. Here's Mark, a Rangers fan on the line from Greenock. Good evening, Mark. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah, yeah we're good, thank you. Big win for you on Saturday. Aye, it was good. It was good. Uh, I still think we're a bit suspect sometimes at the back. Uh, but that's coming. It's just one of them. And I think you want to mention a player that we haven't talked about yet tonight. Yeah, I think for the Rangers, I think kind of key for the Rangers now to get to the World Cup and I've been saying this for weeks and months, basically, with Hadji. I think for him coming back and being the number 10 would be perfect. Just that he's, I think he's more creative than Tillman. I think he gives more effort than Tillman. I think when there's a physical game, he just seems to disappear at times. But I think Hadji's key for Rangers, uh, basically, just now that they come back. And there will be a lot of new signing when he comes back. That's his thing as well. Barry? Yeah, I, I like him. Mm. He's He's got that bit of magic in the, the final third. I agree with what Mark says there. What I like, liked about Hadji as well, he'd done the dirty side. He, he tracked back, he, he got in about people. Um, but technical ability was he was excellent. But what you've got to be wary of, he's been out with a cruciate ligament injury. It's going to take him a bit of time. You know what I mean? It's He's, he's been missing now for, what, seven, eight months. Uh, they need to just bed him in, take, take it easy. Um, and they'll be looking at Mid-December, I think, January, he's going to be back. So, if they can get him back fully fit and ready to go, I think he could be a, a real important player for Rangers. He's a player that I've admired. Um, you, you see it when he, he played previous in the Rangers game. Well, they've missed him. Yep, he was that, he was that difference. Um, but you've just got to be wary of the length he's been out sure. and the type of injury he's had. Well, he had a fantastic work ethic apart from his, his football skills because his father would probably tell him course, nothing comes yeah. easy. And his father was a wonderful player, obviously. But nothing comes easy. You have to put that work in because there's an extra pressure on him just because of his name. So he has to be able to do all that stuff. And he's handled that exceptionally well as a young man. He's, he's a talented boy, plays with a great enthusiasm. But the, the, bit, the bits I've seen in the Rangers game Saturday, it looked as if Tillman showed that little yeah. bit of class at times, I must admit. And I've seen moments of that with him. I mean, he's got all the attributes you'd want as a footballer, the size, the power. You know, but, but we forget, yeah, again, he's a young man who's hardly played any first team football at a level of consistency and that's what I'm saying I think that's what Rangers seem to be at this moment in time there's a lot of players like that with them you know within the team and the experienced ones that they lost um, with the quality they had last year 
uh, talking about passing, sure. whatever. But they played a lot of yeah. games, you know, they played a mm -hmm. lot of games in that period. And then the ones that expected to come in this year mm -hmm. to help these young ones have not been available. You know, Davis and all that come in and inj injury problems himself. Then you have Golson goes out. Yep. So obviously it seems to be one thing after another to try and help these younger players. And to do that at the back, then it allows your forward players to impress more. They can go and lose the ball, but you win it back because you've got that experience round about you. When you've not got that experience, all of a sudden every mistake you make, you should you could be punished. And it happened with Rangers against Liverpool. Yep. It was never 7-1. That, that period, that 10-15 minute period, you know, it must it have was been a horror. Right? Yeah. It was a horror show. Sure. See, regarding Tillman, that, that, that's the frustrating thing when I watch him. You're impressed it, on Saturday. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got everything. He, Grant, you just mentioned he's yeah. got a great size about him. Mm. Technically, excellent. But he needs to do the other side of the game. If he wants to continue to play at a high level, you need, to, you, you need to dig in at times. You need to do work and help your teammates out. And when he loses the ball, it's kind of lackadaisical where he'll know like sprint back he'll just jog back that's the side of the game that I think he needs to improve and, he can learn and see that. if he improves yeah. that he could go and play um, have a brilliant career for the next 10, 12, 15 years but he needs to improve that side of his game Mark for tomorrow night what's going to happen? you don't know you know you never know you'd love the fairy tale that you know can I get through to the Europa League but yeah, that, I think everybody's kind of been obsessed with us. Let's get in the Champions League and get money, but the step up is just astronomical. It's, it's a huge step up, up yeah, isn't it? No. Yeah. What's your What's your scoreline tomorrow night? I don't, see after the way it's went, I, I don't even know. That's the thing. <laughs> you don't know. I, I generally don't. You're sitting on the fence. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. As you know, we've teamed up with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements. And on Friday night, David, a Celtic fan, was on, but he didn't get the jackpot, which would have been £650. So he gave it a good go. Barry, you were in pretty good form. I'm just going to check exactly how you and Stephen McGinn got on. And Peter will ask. It's always easy afterwards. <sighs> Another five out of six we got. Were you five? Yeah. Five out of six. Which one? Let's go to the one that got you then. Was it Kilmarnock? No. No? Hibs? That's the one. It was. I right. fancy St. Man. Okay. Wow. Shall we go through the games themselves? Let's start at that one then. Hibs 3-0. You didn't see that one coming. Peter, I'll throw it to you first. Yeah, I said it's Hibs 3-0. <laughs> exactly. For <laughs> £650 to Peter Grant of, uh, well, all, all over the UK, now back in Scotland. Uh, Hibs, they needed it, didn't they? Absolutely. And some fantastic finishes in the game as well, you know. So, But then all they needed, it was a big, big result for them because I think if St Mirren would have went there and won and they've been doing really well, um, I think that would have been a blow for where the manager expects Hibs to be. What happened on that Just one? Just the Hibs were, yep. were better on the day, Paul. Um, some good goals. Um, and again, Hibs just... I watched the game previous to that against St. Johnson. They were really good up until McGuinness get, get sent off and obviously St. Johnson won that. I just had a funny feeling, but St. Murn, good for them. Really well set up in terms of hard to break down, but I got that one wrong. So the top of the table, Celtic on 33 points, Rangers on 29, Hibs on 20, Aberdeen on 19, along with St Mirren. No need to panic though for St Mirren though, is there? It's a no, good I, start I, to the season. Yeah, I think yeah. St Mirren will be fine. No, no doubt about it. Um, as I said, strong defensively. Um, up top, the two are really physical, real physical presence that they bring. So, yeah, I, I think St Mirren will be fine this season. 
Peter? Yeah, well, I said to you at the start, Paul, the concern about them in the, the cup competition, that's why I don't ever go by the cup competition in the respect of that. Because of Stevie and the, the boys were getting a bit of criticism, mm. you know, but great credit to him. He showed his experience in the league. He knows the league and he's got his players back fit that he needed. And we always say, it doesn't matter what team you are. You've got to have your best players available to select. And then that's when people judge in. To be fair to Stevie, he's done a fantastic job there. Lee Johnson, so much is said about him, but Barry overall, I mean, it's a, it's a decent record, isn't that's it? It's all with Lee. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> it's all with him. It's indeed, it's all down to him. I'm not sure if he was too controversial this weekend. I don't think so. His oh, comments sometimes do. I said too. to you, if yeah. you come up, keep, yeah. your, keep everything on, keep your mics on because he, he likes a story. He'll come up with something. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're sitting in third place. Yeah. Um, again, I, I still, I, I'll say it, I'm still unsure in terms of whether they can maintain it or whatever. They've got good players there, no, no doubt about it. Um, they're sitting third, 20 points. It's a mm. half-decent return. And if they can come out on top in Edinburgh and Ulrike, they'll come third, you feel? Yeah, yeah. But uh, my honest opinion, I think Hearts have got the, the strongest squad. The, the only thing that's hurt Hearts would probably be the injuries and being in Europe, no play. It used to play in that Thursday-Sunday um, scenario. But I, I think once Hearts, apart from Boyce, who's out for the rest of the season, once they get like guys like Halkett, yep. who's a massive player for them and other boys back fit I still believe that Hearts have got the strongest squad out with Rangers and Celtic Peter what did you think of the game then at Tannadice uh, both of them really needed the points Motherwell got the one goal it's a fantastic result it's Tannadice it's, it's always a difficult place to go but we said there's that much there's not that much a muchness between any of the teams mm. is there you know we said mm. that you know you look at them all and I think below Celtic and Rangers every one of them is capable of beating each other you know, that's the, the fine lines there. There is in every game I've watched, that's been the case. As you watch, was it Kilmarnock St. Johnson at the weekend there? Yeah. The wee deflection takes a ball over the line, you know, and they're, they're the moments, you know, in tight games. And there's a lot of tight games between these teams, and you can see that with the personnel they all have. There isn't a muchness, a much of a change in it, but you still expect the ones that's made big changes. Hibs, Hearts, not so much, but they've brought in new players, and Aberdeen, you'd expect them. To be really disappointed if they're not that top, that's not the top five. That that's what you'd be really expecting day groups to be in there. If not, then you would be asking questions because of the the, the monies and that's been spent to the groups. For Motherwell, then Barry Brilliant went result. for it. I, I, fancy, I yeah, fancied Motherwell. Um, look, Dundee United for me are struggling. They're sitting joint bottom with, with Ross County. Um, I, I think it's going to be a long hard season for. Mm. Uh, sorry, Dundee United. And what are you thinking for our own for Motherwell here in the West? Uh, Stevie Hamill yeah, said they're, afterwards, they're, people saying, "Oh, we play good football." We need to get a win, and they yeah, did. And yeah, and you know what? He's he's just been honest. I like that. It's albeit it's nice to watch for the stands, nice brandy football, but it's about getting three points at the, at the end of the day, and that's a brilliant three points because they were going through a wee sticky patch here, um, Muddle, but that's a brilliant um, result because uh, I think if Dundee United won that game, they would have drawn Muddle into it. Yep, they would have because they would have been yep. on twelve points, and Motherwell would have been on thirteen. Uh, 13. You know your stuff there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that a great game though? Was it? I'm just looking for anything. I oh, watched all the stuff. But you know what? Listen, it's yeah. away okay. from home. That's my that, that's my only concern now is teams are setting out in a difficult way because if you're wanting to be playing, you're wanting to be excited. There's so much pressure on the manager. Stevie's come in and done exceptionally well, and he knows what he'd like to do. And he's been at the club a long time, and I'm delighted for if somebody's come through the ranks and trying to get them a certain play a certain way. He would want to be play with a certain style and whatever but it's all about winning because you get two or three games you're under pressure no matter what manager it is you're under pressure so the bottom line is forget what everybody's saying and everybody's saying oh we're playing rubbish we're playing this you have to win 
and that, that is the bottom line and I know that and Barry knows that that's the bottom line you're in but I, I like to send people home and put a smile on their face and say the team played well but the bottom line is everybody knows especially now you have to win games of football because you'll not get five minutes Callum Davidson sent the, the fans home pretty happy they got another win quietly they're moving up the table Peter aren't they they beat Kilmarnock 1-0 and uh, I'm they, really they, pleased for them because did you, you, know, did you think he would turn it around Sorry. yeah I yeah. did because I, I know how hard he works at trying to improve his group and and it's not easy financially to go and bring the players in he was another one that had a few injuries lost a couple of players you know um, in his time there and that's always difficult to replicate. He won the two cups, obviously. Fantastic. And then the next season, all that wee bit of fortune you had and you've worked hard to get, you don't get the next year and it becomes completely different. And then people judge you and say, all of a sudden you've been a brilliant manager, now all of a sudden you're hopeless. And that is a fine line. And people only judge you, and that's what I'm saying. I've realised that. They only judge you on winning. Nothing else. They don't care. You know, that, that, that's the bottom line. If you're winning, it hides a multitude of sins. Ideally, you'd want the perfect package, play well and win. But if there's any one part of the package you need, you have to win. That's football. Barry, are you giving the goal to Stevie May, who did really well? I know it came off Ash Taylor, I think, but I hate to give it to you know an own goal. If he... Yeah, I would rather give it to the, the striker, if I'm being honest with you. But that's a brilliant result for uh, St. Johnson. I like Callum. I've got a lot of time for him. Um, through a tough time last year, came through it, made sure they, stay, uh, they stayed up. And I, I do. I think Nicky Clark's been a, a brilliant signing for him in terms of he's never really had a natural goal scorer and Nicky Clark knows where the back of the net is good movement um, so I, I think St Johnson will be fine as well this season you like Derek McInnes as well yeah, though, yeah. Derek, yeah. just the way you said I, I like Callum Davidson yeah I just fancied St Johnson uh, yep. I just fancied them. do you feel a bit for Kelly though they should have had a goal when it was chopped off yeah for me it was a goal yeah so it yep. should have stood and that could be so crucial yeah it, like, it was yeah. a definite goal but again I just think in terms of Kilmarnock it's all about consolidating this year in the Premier League and then building on that because um, obviously they, they come up for the, the, the championship and listen he's he's shown what a good manager has already got them into a semi-final a League Cup at Hamden um, but I think Kilmarnock will, will have enough big, so, big miss but Lafferty and Doyle indeed yeah striking options so those were the Saturday games obviously we've spoken about Rangers winning 4-1 against Aberdeen and GVB said my goodness what a big win for them well I mean of course you know if you are uh, drop points last week at home against Livingston and, and, and lose away against Napoli in Champions League you need to you need to recover uh, and that's the best way to do it is with a performance like uh, like today Peter Barry said on Friday in, in his column in the record he was saying they need to win and uh, in great style do you think they put that up in the dressing room as He's the former captain. I'm sure, but listen, <laughs> you're right, and the wee things are motivation, but I think Jim's was probably the biggest one for them. When Jim was poking them up, I was talking about going down there, and I know and Jim's saying, oh, well, it's not a psychological, I'm not playing these mind games. Of course you are, and it's part of football, you know, you have to try and do that. And there was a massive pressure on them going one down. I think it's the last thing Gio was expecting, you know, but as you say, the players responded in the right way, the manager's held his nerves with the team he selected and he's got his reward from that and by all accounts that could have been 10 you know i never yeah. seen all of the game but it could have been 10 and that's great credit to him because when you go one down after as you said the week before's performances or results there was a massive pressure on them you know and as I say I'm delighted for the manager because I think he's tried to 
hide a lot of things that's maybe not been there. People keep asking yeah. him about the money that's there for the European run and all that and how they've not spent it. And he's never come out and blamed anybody else. That's true. He's never come out and done that. And he's tried to make the team prepared. He's never moaned about the injuries he's had. He knows they're there. He'll let people know they're there. But he always said the performance should have been better or it wasn't good enough. And he's never blamed anything for no harm. So fair play to him. And as I say, it was a big, yep. big result for him. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I liked about it? It was the aggression in yeah. the play. Mm-hmm. They, they were re- you could see it. See when the whistle went first half. They were really at it, forward, get the ball into Aberdeen's half and go and harass them and ha- um, harry them and that's exactly what, what they did and they needed it, as I said. I mean, it's, it's all about, granted was just speaking there, it is all about getting the three points but I just felt they needed a display where it got the fans back on side again and that's exactly what they what they done. Um, as I said, there was a really, a lot of really good performances mm. but I thought overall as a collective it looked to me if they had a bit of fight in them and they the wanted, to go and, yeah. wanted to go and shut a few people up and it was well, a real ball I says you did, they needed yeah. a ballsy display and that's what they got Conor Barron scored in 21 minutes always can be a dangerous time but you didn't worry about it Antonio Cholak well, made it 1-1 see the difference the previous yeah. week against Livingston when Livingston scored see for the 20 minute period I'm thinking that Rangers have no chance and during that Livingston game right up until Lundstrom scored in the 91st minute Rangers didn't look like scoring yep yeah. But there was a difference on Saturday. It never affected them. They showed character, a bit of mental strength, and they just kept peppering um, the Aberdeen goal. And it was only a matter of time. And do you know what? Grant had mentioned there four. It could have been six, seven, eight at times. Record book show was Cholak in 27 minutes. Lundstrom on half time, 45 plus three minutes. And then James Tavernier, uh, and then Morellas, and a penalty which was missed as well. So Rangers then, so you got that one right, you got the Hibs one wrong, you got Motherwell right, and uh, St. Johnson right. And then on Sunday, Celtic three-goal victory at Livingston, and you said correct, you went yeah. for that one, and so did David. And Hearts winning at Ross County, you Hearts. got that one right. So you worried a wee bit for Malky Mackay's Ross County, it's, it's a really tough season. I know they had a tough time last season at the beginning, and then did brilliantly. Well, I've seen them scoring a goal as well, and I was quite yep. questionable about that as well. When I watched it back, I was thinking, the was, what was it put out for? You know, I mean, I couldn't understand it. Um, but yeah, again, that doesn't surprise me. But listen, Malky, a remarkable job there. It's always tough when you lose the players that you have to do. And that's what we say, to try and rebuild that constantly. It's very, very difficult. Because anybody that does well for you, they're going to get taken away from you. And then to try and go and replicate that, trying to build a new team. And that's what it seems like. If you do well, you can guarantee next season you have to build a new team again right. not just show the players and improve them and break, add to it you lose a lot <laughs> so you're trying sure. to rebuild the, the first 11 first that, that's his problem yeah, absolutely you're, you're Charles Cook Regan Charles Cook who was the outstanding player for Ross County absolutely brilliant season last year he loses him and he's lo- he lost another two or three and if you think that was like Callum when they won the double mm-hmm. lost three or four of his important players it, it, it's, it's tough for him but I think they're going to be in a fight this year mm. to stay up Ross County. And yet they could have been Hanula goal, wasn't it? That was chalked yeah. off. They didn't mm. say too much about it. I only saw the highlights. It's kind of as if, all oh, right, okay. And uh, then I know they could have been two up because Jordan White then got absolutely. the goal, which did and, stand. And they're the fine, yep. the fine margins, Paul. We keep saying it. What, they are the fine margins. What about Andy Halliday's header? Terrific, wasn't it? Yeah. Get that first touch in the box, and people yep. say it doesn't matter how big you are. If you get that <laughs> first touch, you, you've always got a chance, whether it's defending or whether sure. it's attacking. And he, he, to be fair, he's done really well. And Lawrence Shanklin, two goals in two games, and he is on fire. 
Yeah, he is. He, listen, he came on as a substitute. He wouldn't have been, he'd have been disappointed, obviously, in the Celtic game. He has a hat trick against Celtic, yeah. you know, but he came on as a substitute in it, you know. And Shankland, when you create chances yeah. for him, he'll score goals. He's a proper poacher. Yeah, yeah. And he's, absolutely. Yeah, he, he knows, again, he knows the wee areas to go in. He'll gamble at times. And Has he found his club there, do you think? You know, with Hearts, it seems to suit him and he suits them, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he's played yeah. under Robbie previous at, at Dundee United, so Robbie knows what, what type of striker he left him out a couple of games and maybe that gave him that wee kick up the backside to go and say, right, do you know what? I, and if and you play three as well, Matt, and you're getting crosses in mm. the box, if the ball drops in the box, because you see that even that he's going Saturday, it's ricocheted back to him mm. and he's finished it with his left foot. And that's the type of uh, striker he is. If you're playing him up on his own, maybe standing up there himself, it's a wee bit more difficult. But when their body's in the box, if the ball drops, it's a bit like McCoy Snurdy. Yeah, of course. God almighty, yeah. every time the ball dropped, Mo Johnson, whatever, Brian McClare, Charlie Nicholas, they were all brilliant at it. They just had a sense, they had a sniff yeah. where the ball was going to be. And Shankland's got that about him. I, I think uh, he's getting better as well, mm -hmm. Shankland. Um, and I, do you know what? I love seeing that release by Aberdeen. He goes down the, the leagues, plays League One. Championship and got his move obviously um, to Dun United and then to was it Belgium he went he yeah. never really worked Didn't, out for no. him but I, I think been he's been a, yep. I think he will be a, a real good signing for that. of course he scored a hat-trick last weekend Ange Postacoglu spoke about Celtic's performance and he spoke about Jota scoring in the three-goal victory yeah great for him it's been a bit disappointed he missed the last few games because obviously he knew how important they were and he was going well he's had, he was, you know, had a great start to the season but yeah great to have him back we've still got four games uh, <clears throat> between now and the break and then you know with the break him getting back to full full sort of fitness and speed um, yeah it'll be great for us so just a couple of weeks to go before the World Cup will anyone win this uh, money somebody did what three four weeks ago won 1100 Barry David the Celtic fan the other night he didn't win, so it's £850 this Friday. You can go to thisisgo.co.uk and you can sign up for a chance to win. Be good on Friday. Yep. Yeah, I hope somebody wins it before the, the, the break. <laughs> it, it, it'd be brilliant. Yep. Absolutely. Peter, are you going out tonight after the show, Barry? Any trick-or-treating later no, on? No, not tonight, pal. You know, my, my wife's taking my mask off me. She's using it. <laughs> <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! The Monday edition of the Go Radio Football Show. Barry, it always flies in, doesn't it? We're... 14 minutes to 7 already. Yeah, Mondays and Fridays always fly in, but hopefully we get Chris back on the... Tra oh, I know. <laughs> traffic. It's maybe not my finest moment, is it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to check it, uh, trick or treat. Come on. Yeah, indeed. Where's Sean Batty when you need him? No, he's weather, isn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, everything okay there in the traffic. This time tomorrow night, though, all roads will be leading to Ibrox. So we'll be early at the Radisson Red. We're going to be there with Steen tomorrow night. The Go Radio Football Show, first of all, six to eight with Macklin Motors. And then afterwards, there's going to be the podcast. We had a, a great couple of shows recently. There's been no way so far for either club Celtic have had a couple of draws and Rangers tomorrow night let's get the update again crucially uh, the team updates what's the injury situation this was Giovanni speaking in the last hour uh, we have Kamara coming back in the squad and we have a lunch from not available because uh, suspension and uh, Humas will not be ready he will be out for several weeks Ben Davis didn't train hopefully he will be involved in the weekend but tomorrow it's too early so, big gaps there. I suppose it's the bench, Barry, isn't it? Because you've said, you know who'll be there, the, the back four. Mm -hmm. But the bench will be weakened because of no Ben Davies, no Yilmaz. Yeah, definitely. The, the, 
What's good about that? Ben Davis will be back for the weekend. Yilmaz is out till after the, the World Cup break. Um, that's clear. If he's out for a few, a few weeks, he, he's not going to be back in in the next couple of weeks, which is disappointing because I've got to be honest with you, when I w- watched the game last week against Napoli, I thought the first 20 minutes he was under a lot of pressure, but do you know what? He showed good character. I, I thought he was um, he impressed me. He, he did, and then again, before he, he came off with a hamstring injury, he looked really positive. And I think there's definitely a player in there just disappointing you can't see any more of him because um, that's what the Rangers want. Uh, Rangers fans want to see after spending five million pound on him, you want to see him play more. And he was just getting into the team, so that's um, that's disappointing. But they're definitely um, missing a few important players. But Paul, you've got to deal with these situations sure. in football. Five uh, teams there. The game's all so far. This is match day six. No points whatsoever he knows they need a performance well, we need to be on you know our form needs to be there especially in Europe you have to be 90 minutes focused because a lot of moments in this uh, campaign we, we're getting punished not to to be uh, 100% you know over the 90 minutes against Napoli of course with the sending off and the three penalties it's always hard but for 60-65 minutes we were you know well in the game against uh, Liverpool we were only 65 minutes and then of course with the substitutions and uh, the the injuries we had you know then we dropped you know they punished us big time so uh, we need to have you know our level but you know the level for 90 minutes that's what's expected and what's needed in the Champions League Peter what are you thinking? I feel for him because I said to you every time they've had a good performance he's not been able to pick the team he would want and I don't think at any time this season he's been able to pick the team he's wanted through injuries and whatever He's not been able to adjust, which I thought tactically he was excellent in last year. He was reading the game very well, whether it was at Europe or at home uh, either. He could change the team and move it about. He's just had not a luxury this year. You know, I've been really impressed with him. And I'd be maybe asking a different question if all these players were available, you know, throughout this campaign, then I'd be a lot more critical of uh, the performances. But I think if, if, you, if you're not a Ranger supporter and you're, I'm just looking at it, and I'm being honest from a manager's point of view, you always want your best players available and he's never had that. And that's why I've got sympathy for him because getting into big games, you want your big game players, you want your best players available. That is always the case. No matter, since the year Dotson's management and coaching come in, you always want your best players available to play the big games. And he, unfortunately, he's not had that. And somebody you mentioned just a few minutes ago, Barry, Connor Goldson, for example, we know he's out. There have been so many players they've lost. Mm. What's your team for tomorrow night roughly and who's going to come in we know at the back you've given us it already yeah, it's going to be Tavernier yeah, just yeah. me on the spot I'm, you on the spot. Yeah, I'm just thinking I think who, Stephen yeah. Davis will, will come into the, the, the centre yeah. of the park mm-hmm. um, Peter do you see that then uh, do you know what yeah. I think his experience tells you mm-hmm. that Paul you know yeah. I don't know where Kamara is with his injury how, mm-hmm. if he's able yeah, to he's play he's been out for a few weeks that's so what I'm saying so you're thinking bench. you maybe put him in the bench there you know and he maybe uses as much experience as he can in the middle of the pitch because remember if you're talking about the two central defenders lack of experience you need that experience in front of them and Stephen there's no more mm-hmm. more experienced player to mm-hmm. carry them through and and it's not as if Ajax are a team that come on and run over the top of you they're not that type possession of team they're a possession based team so that yeah. maybe suits Stephen as well and that maybe allows Stephen to play in there yeah but the, the three I, I yeah. thought the three that started against um, Aberdeen at the weekend looked dangerous Ryan Kent showed glimpses mm-hmm. still want to see a bit more of them from him, sorry, should I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sakala impressed with, with his pace. He, he brings something different. And, and sure, like for me, starts up top in the middle of the pitch. Steve, Steve Davis is a certain yeah. start. Um, whether he goes with um, 
trying to think. Tailman in Arfield. Yeah. There you go. Right, yeah. Because you love Arfield, and I, I think most Rangers fans here on the socials, quite a few people are saying, is Arfield back? Well, you let yeah. Tailman and, and Arfield go up and support Sholak, and, and they will be that kind of anchor in the, the middle of the pitch. Well, Ajax don't play with that number 10. You know, a lot of teams play with a 10. So if they have a 10, then you need to have somebody in there, maybe it's got good legs to run after them if they're running off the number 9. Because Ajax play with the two wide players and two more advanced midfielders and one sitting midfield player, it allows Stephen that wee bit of more time and maybe he can give a wee bit more protection with the experience because he picks up very, very good areas on the pitch against the ball. And I think that could help their back line and that's why I'd have no qualms playing them tomorrow evening. And it would allow, as you say, a Tealman and an Arfield still a goal threat in there, you know, for an Arfield or whatever. And it depends if he goes on the right-hand side with the pace, you know, Sakala and one side and Kent the other because he's got to perform for me he's been the biggest disappointment he's not performed in any of the games I've seen and I go back to the Dortmund game last year where I thought he was outstanding both in and out of possession Kent and I think they need a big performance from him and have not had that this season I don't believe do you think he can? Are... do you think he's still got it? well is it I, confidence? I, I, it's confidence yeah, you don't sure. you don't lose well, ability absolutely. overnight it's definitely caught, it's, he's suffering and he looks to me I don't know what you think the outside looking in, he looks to me if he's a deep boy. Doesn't he really mix it? Ah, listen, I may be wrong, so sometimes you might need an arm around about him and mm-hmm. tell him how really good he, he is. But I agree, I've not seen enough from him. I do still think he's got the ability to go and win a game of football, but he needs to deliver on a consistent basis. And we know that as wingers, wide players, what you want, you want to call them, they, they can be up and down. But this has just been down at this moment in time. Yeah. He needs a performance. Where if, if I'm playing against him, I'm talking about being at the half time I went to fullback. If I, they pick the ball up and all of a sudden they're facing you and he can go either way and he's driving at you, you're thinking, you're backing off a little bit. I've not seen that. He's lost possession. I mean, he's lost possession. His attitude after losing possession is throwing his hands up or blaming someone else for not making a run. And it's him that's gave the ball away. And the, the best way, to, Barry will tell you, the best way to go when you're having a tough time just keep working hard at the things that you're doing. If you lose possession, go and get it back because they're the small details that end up changing your full performance. And as Barry says, you can't give somebody a bag of confidence. Sure. The only way they can get that back is with performance. It's just see, see when he gets in the box where he can get a shot away, he's taking that extra yeah, touch absolutely. where it, then it's getting took off him. But that for me is a lack of confidence. Um, no doubt about it. So your team, Barry, probably McGregor, Tavernier, King, Sands and Barisic. Davis, Tillman and Arfield, Sakala and Kent and Cholak up front. Yep. That's how Rangers was. Yeah, it's it's attack-minded, yeah. two yep. forward-think sure. midfield mm-hmm. players. Rangers have got to go and try and win the game. Yeah, I'll probably be wrong, but we'll see, You'll we'll never see know. tomorrow. That's unless you can get Calvin Bassey to sign and change the European <laughs> rules. Uh, Edward Van der Sar is in at the we'll moment. We'll players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was checking the numbers there. Uh, Van der Sar is there at the moment. He's looking around the trophy room that you know so well, Barry, and helped to bring many trophies Thanks for there. That, Paul. He was some. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, you brought a few yourself to the East End. Uh, here's GVB speaking an hour ago. Look, he knows. There's no point so far. Well, I mean, it's it will be uh, disappointed, of course, because we knew the opposition we are facing in Champions League is from a much uh, uh, higher level than we faced last season. You can see all the games we played. It's uh, it's been really tough. You know, and once we qualified in in Holland against PSV, I knew it's going to be a really tough European season. 
as I um, also had with my my, uh, my my old team final in Champions League, only get the first three points the last game at home against Napoli. So there was similar uh, experience. So it will be disappointing not to get any points. You know, still one game to be played, but then, you know, we have to uh, switch back to all the domestic uh, competition we are involved still. Peter. Does, does the points count for Europe next year? For Celtic and Rangers and Scottish teams in general, you know. Okay, so I I'm think not the, sure. for the following year, next year's pretty much yeah, the, well, the, the well, automatic say, qualification. When you get two point eight million pounds, well, yeah, money wise, yeah, 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 sure. money yep. and all these of things. Of course, so that's, that, yeah. that, that's yeah. massive, yeah. you know. And at the two point eight million, but they're not yep. talking about something that if some teams in Belgium or something had more wins in the Scottish teams then that we could maybe lose a place and all that sort of stuff the so, coefficient yeah. I do think that'll yep. go against so us so I think it was Belgium you know they were, they were up against really you know and elect drew last week so you'd want ideally you'd want Rangers and Celtic both to win sure. you know yep. that's the ideal scenario because forget about we've talked about the golf it's been magic that the fact that these clubs have been turning up to Glasgow exactly. and yeah. the fans we all yeah. sing and dance about it I would never cry for getting into the Champions League you know, and say, oh, we're better being in the Europa Cup or whatever. Rubbish. Champions League's where you want to be supporters and players. You want to be playing against. You want to be going watching the best. You know, so let's not get away from that. So let's hope we get enough points that we're all going to be back in there all talking about these games again next season. Peter Grant singing and dancing. What are you singing? What are you dancing oh, to? Is it Ghostbusters <laughs> Tom tonight? Tom I see Jones. somebody won £666 uh, this evening here in Go Radio. What's going to happen with Celtic on Wednesday? What do you reckon? I'm going to go... Yeah, I draw, believe it or not. Right, I'm going to go for one-one. That's what I'm going to go for. I've got a right. funny okay. feeling in my body. Yeah. That I don't know if Real Madrid will play okay. their best team. They've still got top-class players, but I've got yeah. a funny feeling Celtic a are going to sneak something. Barry, what do you think for Celtic? Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. Too tough. Yeah. Okay. Do you want a result? Yeah, go I'll on go just three-one Real Madrid. Three-one. Okay. Obviously, we'll talk about it in the preview beforehand in greater detail. Tomorrow night, we will be on from six for the Rangers game. Peter, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I think Rangers will win tomorrow night. Right. I do. Wow. I've got a funny yeah. feeling I think Rangers will win and I think it could be 2-0, believe it or not. i just got a funny feeling. Yeah. You know, sometimes when it happens in adversity, you know, and I'm not saying their performances have deserved that when I've seen them in Europe, you know, but I've just got one of these, you know, one of these weeks mm. so you think to yourself, something strange could happen. And the fact that I think the boys showed inside, I know they've lost a couple of players, but I think they showed that for the manager at the weekend because there was a lot of question marks in with the, the boys buying in it. Yeah. I think their performance showed that. Barry, what do you reckon? I'm going to be positive. I'm going to back my old club. I think Rangers 3, Ajax 2. Wow, that's going to be some wow. game then, isn't it? Wow. And Peter, they both would end up on three points then, so you're maybe keeping both sides of the city happy. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. You'll be back with us soon. Peter Grant and Barry, thank you. Tomorrow we'll be on from six, so don't panic. We're coming on at six, live from the Radisson Red. Then we'll do the podcast with Steen. It'll be the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors tomorrow at six. Thanks, everyone. Joe Day is up after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go. 
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 